This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome to the Fantasy Throwdown Podcast. Bringing you the latest updates from the world of sports, gambling, and pop culture. Because you can't have a show without hot takes or a Tiger King meme these days. Know what I'm saying? Now, with over 200 episodes and ready to get after it again, here's your host, Dwayne Callender. It is a very early morning wake up, but welcome to the show, folks. Uh, NFL Sunday Slate. Coming bright and early because we have a London game kicking off around 9.30, so got to get this uh, uh, ball rolling quickly. And, uh, yeah, I after last night with the Wilder Fury fight, uh, the trilogy, incredible fight. If you had not seen it, definitely check it out uh, when you get a chance because you, you missed the classic there. And, you know, say what you will about Tyson Fury, you can never question how tough that guy is and same for Wilder because uh, Wilder took the challenge and got beat up quite a bit and delivered punishment of his own. So they, uh, both of those guys put on a show last night, uh, and a true heavyweight clash. So, uh, definitely check that out. But, uh, without much further ado, let's get right into it. Uh, so, uh, my dad is actually swinging by through. So we'll go through the picks, uh, on the spread when he gets here. Uh, but, uh, yeah, from a DFS standpoint, I kind of look at this slate as a very tough one to gauge because pricing-wise, it is very tough to get value at all in this slate. And, you know, from just like an X's and O's standpoint, I just look at it from uh, the standpoint of uh, you, you're you trying to hit on everyone and there's just not a whole lot of... Uh, there's just not a whole lot of value that you can actually uh, make use of. Uh, so it, it's tough. Uh, I'm not going to lie. It, it, this is one of those weeks where uh, you can play, you can play it, but if you're not necessarily uh, that well versed in trying to get value on players, like, and even I, like, as I said, like building lineups this week, this one was a hard one. So I wouldn't necessarily go crazy with uh, trying to put out a bunch of lineups uh, this week, just because, uh, there, there are various trap spots, uh, in my opinion, that, uh, you can end up in, uh, that, uh, would not be optimal at all. So, uh, I, I would say, uh, tread carefully overall because, uh, uh, th- this, uh, this slate definitely can, uh, suck in, uh, folks, uh, quite easily. So, uh, getting into it, uh, with the first game. It's going to be a showdown slate, obviously, with it being in London. Jets uh, playing the Falcons. These are two terrible teams. I mean, there's just no uh, ifs, ands, or buts about it. I would say the way I'm looking to approach this one is to uh, try to get a little bit different uh, from a showdown standpoint. Uh, I would be targeting Cordero Patterson 
in a captain or MVP spot over the quarterbacks just because, uh, especially on DraftKings where you're getting a full point PPR, the dump offs that you're going to see uh, by these QBs, I, I think it favors the pass catchers. So a guy like Cordero Patterson, uh, on, on the flip side for the Jets, you can look at a Jameson Crowder. I think those guys have a ton of value uh, this week because if you look at it on the Falcon side, you have no Calvin Ridley, and uh, you also have Russell Gage out. So you're down two starting receivers, and so your number one receiver comes down to being, technically it's Patterson, uh, I think they're going to run Mike Davis, and I think they're going to use uh, like kind of a dual running back outlook at times. Uh, they're going to bring in Zacharias uh, as well, but I, I think they're going to split out uh, split out Patterson because Patterson started out as a wide receiver and uh, and utilized Kyle Pitts. So everyone's going to be playing Kyle Pitts. This is like the last spot for Kyle Pitts. Uh, because he uh, he's failed us multiple times, but it's like I I don't blame Kyle Pitts. I kind of blame the coaching staff. Arthur Smith has been not focusing, uh, utilizing Pitts at all. It's like I don't understand. You draft a guy number four overall instead of a QB, and then you don't use him. It, it it's it's a very perplexing situation in Atlanta, but uh, it is what it is. Uh, I would say, uh, to me. I would prioritize Cordero Patterson over Pitts because the popular pick is going to be Pitts. And I think Patterson's still going to get more looks overall. Uh, You know, some folks are still going to be clicking on Mike Davis. Uh, You can do it. It's just you're going to have a minimal ceiling, in my opinion, when it comes to uh, Mike Davis. So to me, I'm just not going there because there's just not enough value with Mike Davis uh, to try to take down a GPP. So uh, that's just the way I look at it. I know... Some folks would still play him. The optimizer still like Mike Davis. I'm just not one of those people, so uh, that's just the way I I'm gonna be handling this. Uh, but um, yeah, I would also take a look at Elijah Moore. He cleared concussion protocol for the Jets. Uh, it's gonna be cheap enough, so uh, those would be the fantasy pieces I'd look at uh, overall in this game and from uh, the showdown standpoint uh, for the London matchup. And uh, going into it, uh, we've got the Vikings uh, hosting the Lions. Uh, Vikings eight and a half point favorites. I think the uh, the Vikings are pretty much going to win this game uh, by at least a touchdown. I'm not sure if they cover the eight and a half, but I think they most likely will, just because of how bad Detroit is. Uh, the question becomes: uh, Is Dalvin Cook playing or not? I'm going with the assumption that Dalvin Cook is not playing, and I am loading up on uh, Alexander Madison uh, in my lineups. I think Minnesota is going to look at this saying, why are we rushing back Dalvin Cook uh, uh, with his injury? If he's not feeling good to go, we have Madison here. Let's just ride him. We can win this game without Cook and get him an extra week of rest. To me, it doesn't make sense trying to rush Cook in. And I think most of the field is just going to uh, be looking at it. And if Madison gets ruled in as the starter with Cook being limited or uh, taken out of the game, I think folks won't pivot to Madison. I'm just doing it outright uh, and, and making and making the assumption of what I expect to happen. So 
to me, uh, Madison is a go here. Uh, and then on the passing attack side, I definitely have some exposure to Cousins. Thielen uh, and Jefferson always in the mix. And even Tyler Conklin, because tight end is so poor this week, uh, I think you can definitely uh, give a look in his direction. Conklin's 3500 on DraftKings. Uh, but the, like I said, the tight end pool is so bad this week. Uh, you, you don't have Kelsey, uh, in there. You don't have uh, Mark Andrews. It, it's rough. It, it is rough. So to me, I, I think you just kind of, um, make your, uh, make your approach and kind of go, go from there. But, uh, I, I would say it, it makes more sense, uh, uh to kind of have, uh, uh, these guys, uh, in the mix, uh, overall. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I'm having exposure to this game. The only question comes down to is do the, uh, Lions score enough. And on the run back, I know some people were looking at DeAndre Swift and I get it, but with the, with the script you need for Swift, it's, it's more along the lines of is Swift going to get the catches, uh, in the, in the come from behind script if they, uh, throw the passes out to him rather than running it with Jamal Williams. Because if the game actually stays closer, it's worse for Swift because uh, I think Jamal Williams steals a bunch of carries from him. I think you need a true blowout script for Swift to get there at 6,100. And I would just much rather play uh, Madison in general than uh, risk it with Swift. And then on the uh, and then instead for the run back, I would probably use uh, Cephas uh, at 4,300, I believe, uh, if I can't get Hawkinson, because uh, Hawkinson's banged up, uh, Hawkinson is banged up. I don't know if uh, if he's actually going to go today. So I'm I'm going to be waiting on that news uh, for Hawkinson. But uh, I, I think the the, the likely pivot, uh, if I can't get Hawkinson, is going to be either paying up for Waller or paying uh, down uh, for Evan Ingram. Uh, We'll get to those games later, but uh, I I definitely think this is a, a spot where you can start getting a little start thinking about it a little bit deeper. Moving on uh, to the next uh, matchup, uh, we've got uh, New Orleans going to Washington. Don't really like this game too much from a DFS standpoint. Uh, New Orleans is one half point favorite. Uh, you can do, you can run Kamara on the Washington side. Man, it, it I I like McLaurin, but to me the Saints defense is still pretty solid. It's like I don't really want to be targeting the Saints defense, uh, uh, in, in my opinion. So it's not like a fun spot for me to target. So I'm gonna be uh, relatively light on this game in general. Uh, moving on, uh, Houston and New England. This is a scratch off game from a DFS standpoint, except for the defenses. Uh, to me. Uh, Houston at 2,300. New England is not nearly as good as people think. Uh, I know it's nine half point spread, but I think Houston's defense has played well enough in spots that they can give New England trouble. New England can definitely shut down this Houston offense, and I think they just take away Brandon Cooks. So uh, as much as I've been pumping up Brandon Cooks uh, this year, I would be staying off of him this week. Maybe he surprised me, and even with Stephon Gilmore getting traded by the Pats, uh, 
Brilliant move by the Pats, by the way, saying that you're going to release a guy just to stoke up trade interests uh, from teams that needed him because Gilmore was going to go to the Buccaneers. I am sure of it. And it forced the Panthers to actually have to uh, uh, trade a six-round pick to get Gilmore. So you at least get some, something for nothing uh, in that regard by leaking the story that you're going to release him. So uh, the Pats just... Yeah, Thinking ahead of everyone else, so it, to be perfectly honest. But, uh, yeah, this is a stay-away game for me. Next up, Tampa, 10.5-point favorites against uh, Miami. Uh, Miami's run defense is bad. Uh, I'll just say that. Like, I know people are going to be looking at the pa- Tampa passing attack, but I think there's a spot for Leonard Fournette to go off. Uh, there's a possibility if you're doing mass multi-entering and doing the 150. I, I think you could even do some Ronald Jones uh lineups as well i think miami's run defense is um, bottom three in the league i and i think they're going to try to take away the deep pass for tampa so in my opinion i, I think uh, you you uh you pivot and uh, make sure you abuse that uh because I, I think uh i think tampa takes advantage of it and just runs it up uh, their throat uh and run up the middle so uh, that's where I'd be leaning towards. Don't really have much love for Brady in the passing tag. They're, they're just priced up this week, so I don't see a lot of value there. And on the Miami side, I'm not too thrilled about runback options just because it, the pricing maybe with Gesicki, but it's not great in my opinion, so I'm not going too crazy over it. Next up, uh, we've got, uh, yeah, uh, we've got uh, Pittsburgh and Denver. Another stay away spot. The defenses are priced up. I'm not feeling anybody here. I know people will look at Najee Harris. I'm not too big. I'm still not too big. I know he's getting volume, but I just look at it. It's like he's getting volume, but it's like if he goes up against a good defense, there's, there's a real chance he gets shut down and he only gets you about 12 points. I, I, I'm just not. I don't think this is a smash spot, so I'm staying away from this game entirely. Drew Locke is in at QB for Denver, so don't really like any of the passing options uh, just because Locke is very limited. Uh, I think he's a career backup QB, uh, and I think it's kind of in this, that same category of, yeah, he can have one of those random pop-off games, but that's about it. Uh and I've already made my case clear of what I think of Big Ben's arm being dead. So uh, no need to rehash it. Uh, let's just move on. Uh, Green Bay and Cincinnati. This is the game I'm targeting the most. I love this game. I think uh, Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati passing attack has a ton of uh, options here. Jair Alexander is uh, possibly dumped for the season for the Packers. I think this is just a... Great spot to just go uh, jump on them now. I know this game will probably be popular because Devontae Adams is the highest on wide receiver on the slate, and for good reason. He should get work. You, if you want to pivot off of Adams, you could always run it back with Aaron Jones. I think he can have a good game against Cincinnati's defense. But to me, I, I think the most likely spot is uh, Rodgers and Adams get on the same page, and uh, Adams finally has one of those breakout games. And then on the Cincinnati side, I think they've put up points against this Packers defense. So whether it's Higgins, Boyd, or Jamar Chase, uh, someone is going off in this game. I just don't know who, but I'm going to have bits and pieces of all, uh, at least uh, 
two of them in most of my lineups uh, uh, this week, and they're all relatively cheap. They're only in the 5K range. I think, yes, it's going to be popular, but, man, sometimes when you do build constructions and you're looking at the options, and if you can't find a reasonable alternative, sometimes you got to eat the chalk, and this is one of those spots. It's like I don't think folks are going to necessarily play two of the receivers. I think they'll probably play uh, Adams and one of the receivers. I think the way to go is play Burrow QB, play two Bengals receivers uh, out of the three I mentioned, and then run it back with Devontae Adams. And then you can get different at other spots in your lineups instead. Uh, I, I just think that that's the better way to go. Especially if you follow my idea and go with Madison, regardless of uh, whatever news comes out about Dalvin Cook, because I think Madison uh, is going to be very low-owned uh, today, unless we get news like very early, like two hours before long. if you want to focus on this Green Bay game. So that's that's all I'm going to say. Uh, next up, uh, we've got Carolina and Philly. I have some interest in this game. Uh, Carolina, the four-and-a-half-point favorites. Uh, but uh, from a DFS standpoint, I'm just looking at I'm looking at the passing attack. And I think because Sam Darnold uh, has had okay games, not brilliant games, I think you can still target DJ Moore. Uh, Roddy Anderson has burned so many of us already, but I still think he's, uh, in play, uh, because, uh, he, he and Darnold have not had a big hookup yet and it's coming. I know it's coming. Uh, so I'm going to keep, uh, keep at it and, and, you know, maybe it burns it, but I, I still think it's, uh, well within the range of possibilities and Chubba Hubbard, uh, is likely to play in a starting role again because it looks doubtful that Christian McCaffrey plays. So I like uh, Carolina's attack overall from an offensive standpoint. And then you can run it back with Devonta Smith. Uh, I know some folks want to play Jalen Hurts. Uh, I don't have any issues with uh, playing Hurts uh, against the Carolina defense because I know Hurts has rushing upside, so he can at least get you a floor. I just don't see a tremendous ceiling, but I, I definitely think – uh, he has a decent enough floor that you can uh, keep him in consideration for GPPs. Uh, next up, uh, Tennessee and Jacksonville. Mark, uh, I mean, Derrick Henry is so heavily favored this week that I know people don't want to eat the chalk, but at the same time, Jacksonville's uh, defense is weak, and Derrick Henry has owned this Jacksonville defense. Over the years, he has rolled off 150, 200-yard games. Multiple touchdowns. Like, this is one of his classic smash spots. Everyone's been uh, kind of circling it because they, they, they know what he's done to this team in the past. So, again, you can run away from the Derrick Henry spot or you can play it. I prefer to play it because I was on it last week. He still got there against the Jets. I still think he gets there. And, I, you know, like I said, you can run different combinations of teams to get a little bit different if you're playing Derrick Henry. I, I don't think it's the craziest thing in the world uh, uh, to have uh, Derrick Henry in your lineups, even though he's going to be the heaviest owned running back of the week. Chargers and Browns. Listen, you can play the Chargers offense every single week. There's nothing wrong with playing the Chargers offense. 
And I think you can play Nick Chubb every single week. Uh, like, there's nothing new here. Uh, like, to me, the price does not matter necessarily because they always have value. Uh, so, th- to me, there's nothing wrong with playing them. Uh, it's just that simple. Uh, I'm just going to move on because it's like I'm going to have some exposure to it. I'm not going crazy overboard of fit, but it's like every single week, uh, uh, the uh, Browns rushing attack with Chubb and uh, Chargers passing attack always in play. So, just keep it that simple. Uh, Raiders uh, hosting the Bears. One of these stay away spots, I, you know, outside of Damian Williams uh, being the starting running back for the Bears with uh, David Montgomery injured. I have no interest in this game whatsoever. Uh, I know I can pay up for Waller as well, but if I get news that Hawkinson is in, I'm playing Hawkinson because Waller is 7,300 and the Bears defense is solid enough that, you know, you need a really smash spot from Waller to get there uh, from a value standpoint. And it's a lot easier for Hawkinson to get there than it is for Waller to get there, in my opinion, if Hawkinson is ruled in. So to me, I have Waller as a placeholder. And if I uh, can get off of that placeholder, I can switch back to Hawkinson. And then I, uh, and when I free up that salary in some of these lineups, that gets me right back into Henry. Like that's just the way I'm, that's the way you kind of think about it from a thought process of like how you pivot. And like, if this happens, this, these are the two moves I'm going to make. And that's the way you should look at it from a DFS standpoint, to be honest, when you have your game plan set up uh, for the week. Uh, next up, Arizona against San Francisco. These divisional matchups are always tough. I, you know, Cardinals passing attack. Yep. I don't, I'm never going to say uh, not playing Kyler or any of those uh, passing options like Nook. Uh, you, you got... And I probably limited to Nook, uh, AJ Green, and uh, Rondell Moore or Christian Kirk. Like, I would basically focus on one pass catcher for the Cardinals, not necessarily multiple pass catchers, because San Francisco's defense is good enough that I think they try to take away some of the weapons from Kyler. I think, you know, all tens of purposes, like Kyler's probably going to have the rushing upside. But he's the most expensive QB on the slate, so... Again, it's like you kind of need a lot to make it work, and I think there are cheaper options. So I'm not going to be that on this game. I understand why people are on Trey Lance. Very cheap at 5,700. Can uh, Definitely has the rushing floor. Uh, and if he can throw for a passing touchdown, he already got your value. And I, I totally get it. Uh, I'm going to have some Trey Lance. Not necessarily on Kylo this week, but we'll see if I do more than 20 lineups, if Kyler starts hitting Bills, and I think he most likely will. Uh, Giants traveling to Dallas. Here's the spot. Do you think the Giants can hang with Dallas? If you think the Giants can hang with Dallas, then you can play Kadarius Tony, you can play Saquon, and you can play Kenny Galladay. And I, Evan Ingram is going to be chalk at tight end at 3,200. I will be stuck with Ingram if I can't get Hawkinson. If I get Hawkinson, I'm probably going to try to pivot off of Ingram as fast as I can because Evan Ingram, chalk, always screams danger. Uh, you know, it's just not really a spot you want to be in. So me personally, trying to get off of it if I can. And on Dallas side... Uh, Dak usually has very solid games against uh, the Giants, so I, I just look at it as a spot where, you know, this 
this could be a high scoring game, but there's a there's a chance that the Giants defense holds up enough that Dallas doesn't quite get there and you know, you don't necessarily get the high total everyone's looking for. You know, I'm not I'm not as crazy about uh, this matchup as other folks are. I'll have some exposure to it, but I don't necessarily think it's the uh I don't think it's a, it's a nut spot in my opinion uh to be perfectly honest. So, uh I I'm okay with uh being lighter on this game uh for all intents and purposes. Uh and then uh, get and then we'll uh, we'll get into Sunday night football later on today. Uh, once I get a chance to look through the showdown slate, but, uh, we got my dad approaching here, so he's going to come on and we'll go through, uh, his, uh, spread picks as well. So, uh, hold on one second and we'll be right back. Okay, Callie, since I have you here, uh, let's do these lines quickly. Uh, first off, we got the London game. Jets are the underdog, uh, against Atlanta who lost the home game being in, uh, having to travel to London here. Falcons, three-and-a-half-point favorites. Uh, who, who do you want to take on this one? No, I think the Jets. Uh, you know, I, I I don't think Atlanta is any good, so, you know. Yeah, we got two terrible teams. Yeah. Uh, we got uh, Lions, eight-and-a-half-point underdogs to the Vikings uh, at home. Uh, Lions is the junior Jets, so I'll take Minnesota. Uh, <laughs> Lions is as bad as... <laughs> Yeah. We got we got the Washington football team as a home underdog by a by a point and a half to New Orleans coming off that uh upset loss to the Giants last week. I'll take New Orleans. Although I have no idea how they lost that game last week, but hey. All right. Uh next up we've got Houston nine and a half point underdogs to New England. Whom everyone seems to be saying is better than we think they are, because they almost uh, beat uh, Tampa Bay, even though the refs gave them all the calls. I take New England. You take New England nine and a half. All right, uh, I think that line's a little too big, but the line uh, is a little too big. But um, Houston is bad. Yeah, no, no, there's no argument there. They are trying to tank. That that team that team is set up to fail. Houston is. Uh, Miami, 10.5-point underdog to Tampa Bay at home. Uh, I, I think I know where you're going here. Uh, uh, Tampa Bay. I know, I know. The line is a little big. I, I know that line's big, but, big, yeah. but Jacoby Brissett has, uh, I, I, they, that line, that Miami offense has looked pretty rough and the defense that that run defense. I don't know what happened with Flores uh, year to year over year. Like they brought back a lot of similar guys, and but the run defense has been bad. I I actually think Fournette's going to have a good game today. Like I think Fournette yeah. can legitimately run for a hundred yards and and a, and a touchdown or two today because Miami is that bad on run defense. I don't understand why that defense is so bad. It it it, it is bizarre because I think Miami's going to try to. Bracket coverage on Tampa to try to take away the big play down the field, and I think Tampa Bay is going to be say, "Okay, we'll just run the ball down your throat if you're going to give us that look." Like Brady's smart enough to know not to force the ball 
into that that type of coverage. He's just gonna it's it's gonna look like uh, it's gonna kind of look like that playoff game New England had against uh, the Chargers uh, when the Chargers went small and then they just ran it uh, yeah, uh, ran yeah, it down their yeah. throat. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Green Bay uh, they are three and a half point favorites going into Cincinnati. You know, I like that Bengals team. I don't think they can beat the Packers, but you know what? I I like the Bengals. I'll take the Bengals. Yeah, I, I like it, that it, team. It, it, it's 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 the hook that's throwing me. It's like I would say Green Bay wins. The problem is it's that hook because I think this is like one of those field goal game type of contests. Uh, I, like I'm I'm torn on it because. Uh, I definitely think uh, Green Bay probably pulls it out, but I'm, that hook throw that hook has me a little concerned. Uh, Pittsburgh, one and a half point favorites at home. This is how you know the Steelers are like the people are so down on the Steelers. Only a one and a half point favorite at home yeah, but- against a Broncos team without their starting quarterback. Like Drew Locke is the quarterback for the Broncos this week. I, I think you got to take the steals, but how do you see it? <sighs> the Steelers, it. Yeah, I'll, I'll take Pittsburgh reluctantly uh, because Ben, I don't know. Uh, well, well, we know we know it's not good because they win because of Ben. We know it's the defense, but like to me, Drew Locke, is a perennial backup QB in this league. Yeah. I think that Steelers defense. I think if they start teeing off, on, I think it, uh, they bear. They were struggling to score points against the Ravens. The Steelers defense is just as good, if not better, than the Ravens. I don't see. I can't see Denver putting up the points to beat the Steelers uh, unless Ben throws some interceptions and gives uh, Denver points. I, I think the Steelers take this one. I, I think that line is way too low. Uh, Carolina. Four and a half point favorites at home against Philly. Yeah, I'll take Carolina. Yeah, the Tennessee. Uh, four and a half point favorites going into Jacksonville and Urban uh, off the heels of Urban's little viral video uh, escapades. I'll take Tennessee. Even uh, I, I, I still don't understand. It's the same as the Saints. The game. I don't understand how they lost that game to the Jets. Yeah, I, I just. I, yeah, it was it was a bad loss. It was a bad loss all around, and the Jets controlled that game too. It wasn't oh, yeah. as though it wasn't as though uh, no, they, it's, they it's not like you lost by a fluke. It, yeah, they got beat. Uh, Chargers one and a half point favorites uh, against uh, Cleveland, uh, hosting Cleveland uh, again. This is one of those lines where I know Cleveland's good. But the Chargers, like no one respects the Chargers at home because everyone knows that the Chargers have no fans. So the opposing team's fans go into that stadium yeah, 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 and yeah. usually outnumber the Chargers. So it, yeah. I, I, I get I get the thought process. But to me, if you're lowering this line, uh, like because it's supposed to be three. But if you're lowering this line a point and a half. Like that means you actually believe Cleveland really is that much better than the Chargers, and to me, it's like I don't see that. It's like I, I think you either make this line two and a half, or you you, you uh, 
uh, or just make Cleveland. I just don't see it. I like. I think the Chargers win this one outright. I I, I do. I think they're a better team than Cleveland. And uh, and you you're telling and, and you're telling me. And the thing is, Baker has a, a jacked up shoulder. That's the problem. If Baker was healthy, maybe I could give more credence to Cleveland being able to take advantage of the play action if they give Chubb the touches and Kareem Hunt the touches that they deserve. I, I could have more respect for Cleveland, but they, they seem to be struggling throwing the ball down the field, and it's a, it's starting to impact the offensive uh, flow. So i am got to take the Chargers here. Yeah. Uh, Raiders, five-and-a-half-point favorites over Chicago. I know Justin Fields starting. Uh, this Raiders team is really hard to peg. I, I, I mean, Matt, Na- Matt Nagy is... I'm is, glad I'm not alone. <laughs> like, Matt Nagy is, like, does not know what to do with this offense. So I understand why the line is this high. But, man, it's like trusting the Raiders to cover this. It's like I'll take the Raiders, but it's like I don't like it. Yeah, I mean, this would be a pass uh, game if, if we had a choice, but we, we, we have to make a decision here. How do you feel? Yeah, Raiders, Raiders, uh, you know, Raiders, again, reluctantly, because I have no idea which Raiders team is going to come up. Yeah. All right. Uh, Arizona, five and a half point favorites at home hosting the 49ers. And we got Trey Lance starting for the 49ers for the injured Garoppolo, which... Honestly, I don't necessarily think it's a downgrade, but you know, we'll see. Yeah, I, but I like the, the 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 Cardinals. Yeah, I mean, they the, always play that in that division. They always play the opponents hard. So, and they are much better team than people think. Yeah, I, I think the Cardinals stay undefeated too. Uh, yeah. Like my only question is, like, can can uh, can uh, the 49ers keep it close enough to cover? I'm I'm just not sure. I, I would just take the Cardinals at the five and a half if it no, push comes to yeah. shove. Uh, next up, our fighting New York football giants traveled to Big D to play the Cowboys. Seven and a half point underdogs. Do you take the Giants here at seven and a half, Kelly? You gotta be kidding! Me. <laughs> Come on, they, they they got the upset last week. They, they, they can they can make it two for two in road upsets. No, no. <laughs> No, that Dallas team, uh, you know, I think Dak is going to carb them up. Dak, like, listen, if Dak doesn't get, and this is the game year, uh, it's says like one of those motivational tools. I think Dak has a very, very good game today. I don't know if it's a, it's a, one of those blowout, uh, blowout games where they, they put up a bunch of points on the Giants, and then they just try to ride it out. But I, I have a tough time seeing the Giants uh, covering this one because it, it, it's it's one of those games for Dallas where it's like it's one of those statement games where it's like it's a year from Dak's injury. Everyone's going to be talking about it. It was against the Giants; he got hurt. I think they're going to try to go out of their way to uh, to run it up on the Giants. I, I, that's well, just my the, feeling. The biggest problem the Giants have is that. Zeke has finally decided, you know, it's looking bad. I'm collecting this money. <laughs> Listen, I, I keep saying this, and people keep mocking it. I think Pollard is the better running back on that team. Zeke is in shape this year, but I think Pollard's the better running back. because well, he Zeke ran good last week, so let's see. Well, that, that's the thing. He ran good because he had the holes, but the the issue with Zeke is he doesn't have the breakaway speed anymore. Pollard has yeah. the speed in the yeah. open field. 
So it's like Zeke can he's a great pass blocker. He can run between the tackles still. It's not like he he doesn't hit the hole hard. He just doesn't have the the breakaway speed, and that's uh, I don't know if it's the speed or, or, or the bank account keeps keeps tripping him up. <laughs> you know, but uh, that that is a guy who took the money and got really lazy. Yeah, I, I mean he worked himself back, but yeah. like when, when you let the rope go the first time, it is. It, it, it you, the, you almost never get back to where you were. Was it's like you missed a season. Yeah, and you know what happens. You, you see what happened to 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 Le'Veon Bell. Yeah, we love Le'Veon and his rap career. That 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 was a great career choice, buddy. Yeah. Um. All right. So Sunday night f- uh, football, we got the Chiefs at home hosting the Bills. Everyone is on the Bills, even though the Chiefs are two-and-a-half-point favorites. Everyone I keep talking to says uh, the Bills are coming after them and getting ready. I, I'm just thinking to myself, wait a second. The Chiefs know this team very well. They had that game in the AFC Championship game. They shut down the Bills. This is pretty much the exact same makeup again. I, I, I want to see, and again, and again, the Bills have not looked as though they're world beaters this year. Like, Josh Allen hasn't had uh, that kind of game yet. And he's going to need no. that kind of game. I, the, because the Chiefs' offense is going to be able to put up points against the Bills. I, I, I'd be shocked that the Bills slowed down the Chiefs. I know teams have been trying to play bracket coverage against uh, the Chiefs. But to me, this is screaming... Chiefs need a win here. They're last in the division because everyone keeps winning. They they need they need this win. It's like they can't be given any uh, way more games early in the year. I think the Chiefs uh, make a statement here. Yeah, and 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 I think they win by. Uh, I think it's real. It's actually possible the Chiefs the win by double problem digits. Problem I have with Kansas City is that defense. Oh, it's always the it, defense. It stinks. You know, it's it. They they're not stopping anybody, so that's the only problem I have with Kansas City. They can score with anybody, but for some reason the defense keeps giving it back. Yeah. Even the- last week uh, against Philadelphia, uh, that game was in doubt right up to midway through the fourth quarter. Yeah, no, they, the 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 defense has just been a sieve, giving up yeah. uh, points to the left and so right. And I- so, but I think the Chiefs' offense. They haven't started off quick in a game yet this year uh, and really gotten going. I think this is the week they actually start putting on the team early to to make it easier. I like Kansas City in the game, but that, that, you know, Spagnola, they worry me. It's like, you know. Yeah, I I totally get you. And then uh, to uh, cap things off for you, Callie, we got uh, Monday Night Football, Baltimore hosting the and, uh, the the comebacks, the comeback player of the year. <laughs> he, he makes the same mistake that he was made in. I, I could swear that Foles is on that team and he's worried. Because he makes the same shitty mistakes of holding on to the ball too long uh, that he was making in Philadelphia. You yeah. know? Makes brilliant plays and then shoots himself in the foot. Yeah, nah, I I look at this game. I know the Colts have a good defense. 
so the seven and a half points is what kind of gets me thinking maybe the Colts can find a way to cover just barely. But I, I think the uh, I think the Ravens win this one comfortably. It's just I, I think this is a game where the Colts can kind of do the backdoor cover at at the end to get it within the seven and a half. So uh, I'll reluctantly take the Colts here, even though this is not a game I, I would really want to be targeting at all. Mm. Yes. I'll take Baltimore. Yeah. All right, Kelly. Thanks for stopping by, and uh, th- thanks for the pick. So we'll, we'll catch you next time. Oh, okay. All right. Okay, folks, that does it for me, and thanks to my dad for stopping by. But uh, we're going to get out of here because we got an early kickoff. So uh, good luck to everyone, and uh, yeah, until next time. Thanks for listening to the Fantasy Throwdown Podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and all other major outlets. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.